Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 104th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week, we have Johnny Tribbett and Daniel Clapper from the Biloxi Shuckers, AA affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. It's been a little while since we've had two guests at one time on the show. Johnny is the Shuckers Ticket Operations Coordinator, while Daniel is their Ballpark Entertainment Manager. If you like this episode, make sure to go back and listen to the older episodes. There's 103 great episodes with something back there for everybody. Um, We've interviewed almost every position in minor league baseball so far. So go check out those older episodes. If you want a shout out, it's super, super, super easy. Drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. That helps drive us up the charts a little bit and uh, turns more people into members of the TARP crew. And make sure you go follow the designated Twitter account for the podcast at PullingTARPPod. We just reached over 300 followers, so thankful for that. That's where you can reach, or that's where you can find all up to date news about the Pulling Tart podcast and reach out about becoming a guest. Um, if there's any businesses out there that would like a unique sponsorship opportunity, um, that's where you can reach out as well. And if you really want to, you can also follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I T S R A C O O N. Don't forget, everybody. We have merchandise. You can now get Pulling Tart Podcast stickers, coffee mugs, and wall art. I would like to do a t-shirt at some point. Um, Just need to find the right design for that. So if you have any ideas, uh, get at us on on Twitter at Pulling Tart Pod. Um, But you can find all of the merchandise on our Twitter account. There is a link tree in our bio. Or you can go to tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. With all of that being said, let's chat with Johnny Tribbett and Daniel Clapper from the Biloxi Shuckers. Johnny and Daniel, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. It's been a while since we've had more than one guest on at a time, but I, I love it. Thank you guys for hopping on together. Uh, how's preparation for the upcoming shucker season going? Uh, good, as as any season though. I mean, preseason jitters and, uh, what, 18 days now till opening, opening the gates first time, so uh, a lot to do yet. A lot more than we probably should do yet, but we'll get there eventually. So, you know. Yeah, it's just, you know, knocking things out of the park, um, getting stuff set up on our end, um, making sure everything looks nice and pretty, you know, April 12th. All right. Awesome. That's all you can hope for. Uh, Daniel, I was looking you guys up on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, doing my research. Uh, based on your LinkedIn profile, and uh, we we were talking a little bit before we started recording, looks like you're from Pennsylvania, which I am too, um, and uh, you're from the Altoona part of the state, right? Yeah, I am from uh, Martinsburg, which is you know kind of the satellite town of Altoona, uh, more cows than people, but we have pretty good baseball and some pretty good high schools that, you know, uh, state champion uh Central High School Dragons, uh, right. you know, shout out to that, um, <laughs> you know, the good stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I've been to Altoona a few different times. Have you seen this thing on Twitter, um, 
where they show you like the Altoona style pizza. Is that a real yeah, thing? That is a real thing. No. Is, um, from it's like a not a mafia type pizza place, but like a gangster style. You know, that's how their branding is, and so they. It's not something you see commonly. I don't know why, but uh, it's also referred to as poverty pizza. So, you know, it's bread and cheese and like it's and like American sliced cheese. It's absolutely gross. You don't want one. It, it tastes terrible. Yeah. Like I don't know why it's a thing. But hey, some people like it. I guess so. Really, it yeah. looked. I I am. I love gross. pizza, but it looked disgusting. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Um all right, Daniel, what is the thing you miss the most from living in Pennsylvania? I mean, uh so I'm Pennsylvania you raised. I have all my family up there, my huge family, um, and all my family lives up there, kinda of central center central Pennsylvania. Jeez, I can't talk. Um <laughs> And so that's the, the biggest thing is that, like, I left almost 100 family members up there, um, you know, at least 900 miles from the closest family yeah. right now. So, uh, but down here in pursuit of baseball and, and a great career, so yeah. don't have to do. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording. Um, I'm from Williamsport, which isn't too crazy far away from Altoona pretty much smack right dab in the center of the state um and i'm in delaware now um so this is the closest i've lived to any family um in a long time honestly um so so i i get where you're coming from um the the drives to to and from beloit wisconsin were, were 12 hours um so what what's the drive to biloxi uh, from Pennsylvania is nineteen and a half hours. Okay. Twice since moving down here in November. Dang, man. Uh, so what's what's the culture shock of living in Mississippi uh, now? I mean, not a whole lot. I, the, Altoona and Biloxi are very similar. Uh, I would say Biloxi is a lot more tourist type stuff. Mm. I mean, I'm looking at three massive casinos just down the strip from us right now out of my office window, which is kind of the coolest part. Okay. Um, but Altoona doesn't really have that. It's very railroad industrial. Um, and right. I would say the Southern hospitality was something to be used to. Like everybody says hi or they, you know, tries to talk to you down here and something you don't typically get yeah. up north. I don't know. We mind our own business and keep our head down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I have the greatest view in the world now. I have the ocean and the tallest building in the state of Mississippi and like a baseball diamond and you know, that's that's what we're here all about, right? Heck yeah. All right. Um so you are the entertainment guy, you know, between innings, all that all the promos and all that stuff. So what kind of in game promos can fans expect? at Shuckers games this year? Oh, so we we are running the gambit six days straight this year. We're doing uh, T-shirt give-out Tuesdays, um, military appreciation Wednesdays, uh, also bring your dog to the stadium Wednesdays. Great yes. idea. Yes. Glad we brought back Bark in the Park. Mm-hmm. Um, double play Thursdays, it's like $2 drafts, that kind of fun stuff. Nice. Um uh, Firework Fridays, Shuck Nation, or it's Shuck Yeah sh- Saturdays, and those are just exciting, whatever we can bring in, fun. Typically, they're the big uh, performers or concert stuff, whatever, pre-game. And then, obviously, just Sunday fun day, uh, you know, more family-oriented entertainment, uh, face painting, tie-dye shirt stands, that kind of thing. Okay, very cool. Um, so I was always, well, when I was with Delmarva, I was always the video board guy, um, for like in-game promos and stuff like that. Any cool video, video board games or promotions like in between innings? So we're bringing back a lot of the classics, you know, um, hat shuffle, you know, that kind of thing. Um, 
I one of my want to try to figure out a way to do is I want to do like the old Discovery TV show Cash Cab. Put a guy in a camera in a car, drive him around the warning track, and yes. you know make him do some trivia or something fun. Um, that would be cool. Some of those kind of games that are like I think you could do in a ballpark, very, very kind of hybrid fun that would just feel like a good way to do a cross promotion for like a car company. Yeah, and Duckers that um, just is different. I haven't seen done. I know we pitched it a dozen times at the curve, and I think every year we were given some reason of why we shouldn't do it. Yeah. So. Okay. Now I'm in charge, and kind of we kind of wanted to get it done. So. Yeah. So you are doing it, or are you trying to find a sponsor for it? If we find a sponsor for it, definitely. Okay. All right. So. I I like that idea. I cash cab when when you're a few drinks in late at night. Yeah. I, right. That so game like, show hits. Reason. Every stadium does its own version of trivia, right? Yeah. But, like, it's just video board trivia, and typically if it's sponsored, it's got a graphic up there or, you know, a logo on it or whatever. But, like, get a car company, get have them lend you a car. They're getting their logo, their product. Like, you know the car works that they're buying, and, you know, you do something yeah. crazy with it. Give the year. Like, yeah. This is the same car we drove around the warning track for 65 home games or whatever. Yep. You can buy it now. Okay. I l- we'll raffle it off or whatever. Come up with something really cool with it. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, another car promo that we did in Beloit was, I, for- I forget what it was. I think it was, it was a Dodge Dart is what it was. It was a brand new Dodge Dart. And so every game we chose somebody from the crowd and they had to try and hit a home run. At- this was after the game. They had to try and hit a home run off of a tee from home plate, which is darn near impossible. But, like, the guys on the team, like, some of them could do it, obviously. And we only had one guy who actually came close. Like, nobody knew that this guy was, like, a Division II um, college baseball player. Like, he had just graduated, like, a year prior. So he still had some juice left in him. And um, he hit the outfield wall on the fly, which I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, if anybody ever hit it out, they would win the, this dodge dart. Um, but nobody ever did. So I like I like where your head's at, though. I yeah, like it. I, yeah. Daniel doesn't take credit for this. Daniel's got a – he his, his mind, you know, wanders some places, and they're, they're, they're pretty good. Good. Pretty good, yes. You know, so we'll – I'm sure this this season we'll have a bunch of you know interesting slash cool slash out of the box promos that that yeah. Daniel came up by himself. Wow. And and so the thing is, I just I love baseball as usual, but the promos have to be fun and the game has to feel exciting. Mm-hmm. And like uh, anymore, you're presenting more than just baseball. You have to you have to draw in the whole family, or you have to draw in you know someone doesn't like baseball. You have to keep them entertained for three and a half hours right and you know some legs so like they may not love baseball but to watch the kid wipe out in dizzy bat race or um i mean i wiped down dizzy bat race today even as the mascot but nice. it's a story in itself but uh <laughs> yeah just some of that kind of stuff that that really sells entertainment and it's really fun is like the kind of the things i want to present and i don't really want any two games to feel like each other. Um, sure, they can share elements or whatever, but I want every game someone to come in and feel like, oh, wow, this is a very unique Shuckers experience. And yeah. That sounds very trophy and like every entertaining person's probably ever said it in the past, but it's something we're trying to do with, you know, uh, the promotion nights. Like the t-shirt nights, they're all branded um, kind of on our own, own unique way. So like, I want the video board to reflect the t-shirt or... Um, you know, Mardi Gras night or any of the, the specialized nights we're, we're pitching down here tonight, I think yeah. is something cool we can provide with our entertainment and our atmosphere. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to do was um, for like those theme nights, I would do um, different headshot like templates. Like mm-hmm. th- those were always my favorite to, to plan yeah. out. Those were so fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I've come up with a couple in the past. Uh, we did, you know, Fourth of July, the very patriotic ones. Yep. I still keep 
anytime I want to show people, like, hey, this is the work I got to do. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, no, I li- I like where your mind's going. I think there's going to be some good stuff there in Biloxi this season. Johnny, you've been quiet a little bit. It's okay. Um, I mean, those questions were for Daniel. It's all good. Um, Johnny, you've traveled around quite a bit, made multiple stops in your career so far. Um, where has been your favorite place to live so far? Absolutely. Like you said, I've, uh, I've been around the block a couple times. Um, I've been way too many places and I probably should have. Um, but my favorite place that, that I've been to, uh, work for, uh, would be Colorado Springs, um, Colorado Springs, Colorado, one of the best places I've ever lived in my life. Um, sadly it was, you know, only for I think seven, eight months. Um, I was working for the Rocky Mountain Vibes, um, down there, uh, it was a seasonal job working as a assistant, uh, merchandise and ticketing manager there. Okay. Uh, it was everything you think Colorado is best experience I've had. You know, I, I went nature hiking, you know, there's always stuff to do in Colorado. Okay. I mean, everybody knows how great Denver is, but Colorado Springs is, you know, just our, hour south of it and there's still so much you can do you know you can take road trips to up to montana um you can go down to arizona for spring training games mm-hmm. go to california it takes only a couple of days to get there it's what people expect colorado to be it, it's definitely you know a place that i would recommend um like i said sadly i didn't get to stay there as long as i would want to but it was definitely um definitely a time time sure. to be there Okay, awesome. And you also travel a lot too, like even abroad even, and we're we're going to get into that too. Um, but where has been your favorite place to travel to? Yeah, like like you just said, I've uh, traveled abroad a couple times. Um, so when I was younger, I, I went down to uh, Barbados. My dad was a basketball, basketball coach, um, college basketball coach. Okay. Um, so he took a couple teams down to, uh, to Barbados. Um, he's taken some across the pond to France um, and Amsterdam. But the uh, the best place that I've ever gone to was when I studied abroad in New Zealand. So yeah. I got to do that my senior year of college. Um, I got to study sports over there, see the simil- uh, similarities and differences um, between how the U.S., New Zealand does different things, and um, it's it's like you're you're living out of a comic book. You know, you wake up, you go outside your apartment, and you see these mountains that that don't look real. It it, it makes you think that you're dreaming. Yeah, and it's great because you aren't. Okay, it's, it's uh, by far the greatest experience I've ever done personally. Okay. Well, since you brought it up, we're going to just continue with the New Zealand question here. Um, so what was it like studying abroad in New Zealand? And, and uh, yeah, what is the biggest difference between how the U.S. and New Zealand perceive sports? Yeah. So biggest thing once going over there was, I know you touched upon it uh, earlier with Daniel, um, culture shock. Mm-hmm. You know, the first... First week and a half I'm there, I am regretting every decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm 16, 17 hours time difference. Yeah. I'm in a new day. You know, it takes me a whole day to get there, whole day to get back. Um, funniest thing is, you know, when I, when I come back to the U.S., I leave Monday morning at, at eight o'clock in the morning on, you know, say July 24th. Yeah. I get back in Orlando, Florida at like 6 a.m. Monday morning, July 24th. That's wild. Craziest thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, it, that's like time oh, traveling. It, 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 that's it, the closest thing to time traveling, I think. It, it sure is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you lose a day, you gain a day. It's, it's totally different. You, you know, you got to wrap your head around it. Yeah. Um, but that, that first week and a half that I, I was there, um, the culture shock definitely got me, you know, I'm not a person that, that is, is upset about crying, but you know, each and every day I'm busting out of tears. Cause I'm like, what, what did I do with my life? Like, you know, I left 
my parents that I'm, I'm super close to. Um, I left my girlfriend for, for six, seven months. I'm in a new country. I don't know anyone. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. Luckily, they speak English there. Yeah. You know, luckily, um, you know, I'm with one girl that, that went to, uh, to FGCU that, that went with me. So I know one person there. Um, but during my time there, you know, I studied, you know, different uh, coaching philosophies, lots of philosophies that, um, that New Zealand does. And uh, I had a bunch of classes that were, were strictly just um, just Kiwis. So Kiwi is is uh, the term for, for local people in yeah. New Zealand. Um, but I had classes where everybody knows each other. You know, I'm the, I'm the one outsider. You know, it was different. But, you know, they, they do a good job with, you know, including you in, in everything that you do. Um, but the similarities and differences, you know, when it comes to sports, um, in my, in my personal mind was that the teams there actually feel like teams, you know, sometimes you come to the U S and you know, there's one person, you know, there's one person on, you know, say a basketball team, a baseball team. Right. If you're, if you're not, you know, all in with your team, um, you know, rugby and, and cricket, they're, they're, they're two biggest sports. Mm-hmm. I went to a bunch of rugby games while I was over there. If you're not fully invested in the team over there, they will put you on the bench so quick. doesn't matter if you're the best player. It's, 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 it's completely different than what I'm used to over here. Okay. But, it's, uh, but that's what I would say is the biggest uh, you know, difference over there. Also, you know, at the school that, that I was at, they didn't have college sports. So I went, right. to a, I went to a uni over there, and, you know, I wanted to get into soccer. I'm a big soccer guy. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't have that stuff over there. They don't um, – they didn't have baseball. I never saw – the whole time I was there, never saw a baseball, softball field. Um, I saw a couple yeah. soccer fields because I went to, you know, some New Zealand um, professional matches. Um, but it's, it's all cricket and it's all rugby. If okay. you don't play rugby there, you are an outcast. And hmm. I'm glad that I went to so many games because it's one of the coolest sports I've ever got to watch okay. uh, in person. And and it helps that New Zealand's probably one of the best teams in the whole whole wide world. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I know. I know that they're pretty freaking good at at rugby. Um, they do have a team in the ABL though. Um, they do. They, yeah. They have the uh, the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, the oh, is it, you're talking baseball? Yeah, baseball. yeah. My apologies, basketball. Yeah, I was talking about basketball. Yes, they do have a uh, they do have one of the teams, um, one of those baseball teams. Sadly, I did not get to go over there. Right. Um, for a game, I did go to one of the basketball um basketball games over there. Okay. But I w- I wasn't big into baseball at that time. Um, that's still when I was getting my sure my feet wet. I was still getting my feet wet. Um. Didn't Lonzo Ball play for, or didn't, what, um, who, was it LaMelo Ball? He played for so, He played so for the Breakers. LaMelo played for one of the teams that was in Australia. And okay. You had RJ Hampton played for the New Zealand, or the Auckland That's team. it, that's it, yeah, yes. you're right, yeah, okay. RJ Hampton, who, who plays now for the, the Orlando Magic. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. very cool, very cool. All right, um... And then, so I know I was looking at your Instagram, dude. You wear so many jerseys; it's it's absurd. Um, so, what is the coolest jersey that you own? I have a I have a story for you. All so right. my my coolest jersey, um, I think it's because it has a cool back um, background to it. Is I have a Devin Smeltzer jersey. Okay. Um, he's a uh, he's a left-handed pitcher for the uh, the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played. He's gotten moved up uh, up and down a couple times for the Twins the past couple of years. Um, but the thing is, um, my freshman year of college, he uh, he went to FGCU um, just like I did. He was in just a regular English class with me, um, sat next to me. You know, I had a uh, I had a softball girl sit sit to the right of me. Um, Devin sat to the left of me. Um, one day, Devin asked me, "Hey, um, will you come to my game? You know, I'm, I'm pitching tonight." 
So I talked mm-hmm. to the softball girl. Me and uh, me and her go to the game. You know, Devin Devin pitches. Um, you know, it's 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 super cool because one of uh, so the softball girl. We'll, we'll just call her that. Okay. Um, uh, she she had a roommate um, at the time, and uh, the roommate has uh, turned out to be my girlfriend for for almost seven years. There now. we go. So, yeah, exactly. So I can always uh, give props to Devin uh, to Devin for that. Um, so I have his jersey. I think it's a cool background story. Okay. Um, and I've, I've I've been in the same relationship for for seven years now. Just wow. just because uh, I met her at that game. And she so follows you wherever you go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. How about, how about that? I she, uh, she definitely is a trooper. So I have found it hard. Like, of course, you know, I moved around quite a bit as well. Um, I found it extremely hard to to successfully date when you work in minor league baseball um i hope it gets easier for you guys um (laughs) no we need we need lives outside of the stadium for that yeah exactly right um yeah i was i was big on all the apps man like because i was moving around and and working so much I, i was big on all those dating apps but um i i ended up meeting my wife right before the 2018 season um so but but yeah now i'm out of baseball so you know how that worked out um but um but yeah kudos to you man pulling that off she she follows you wherever you go that's that's amazing hey her name's courtney she's 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 my rock you know she she does more for me than i'll ever do for her and she knows that so um but I think I thought it was a cool story. Yeah, me and Devin still still keep in contact um, every so often. You know, I, I know he, uh, he he has the season uh, coming up, so we won't be in contact as much as we usually do. Sure. But, um, but I, I, I've always thought that was a cool story. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. So I don't have nearly the jersey collection that you do, um, but uh, but I'll I'll name some of them for you. So I have. A, a Brian Westbrook Eagles jersey. Um, that's that's my squad. Um, yeah. I I got that at a um, at a uh, secondhand store for fifteen bucks. There you go, so, um, and then I have the Michael Jordan Bulls jersey, the black one with the red pinstripes. That's that's, that's that sounds like a nice one, man. Yeah, uh, I mean any any Jordan jersey. You always get credit. Yeah. So I have the um, Andre Iguodala red, white, and blue Sixers jersey. Man, he was he was a player for them. Oh yeah. He, he, he still was for for the Warriors, but people don't realize Iguodala's uh, importance for the for the Seventy Sixers back. I know. Today. I know. And then I have um, a Team USA kit. A, I have the Chelsea black and like uh, like highlighter yellow kit as well. Um, what else? I th- oh, and I have a Barcelona jersey too. Um, so, but I'm not even a Barcelona fan. Somebody got me that as a gift. Um, but but yeah, I think those that's all the jerseys that I have. So. Not a, good ones in my collection, man. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I gotta break them out at a at a at a darty, you know. Um, so I I feel like I'm too old to be doing that now, though. Like I feel hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that age. I'm yeah. getting that age too. I'm in my early 30s. I don't know if I can still rock jerseys or not, but sometimes I do. Confidence. That's all that matters. Yeah. As long as you think you look good in it, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> So, Johnny, it, it really does seem like you have a lot of confidence, so maybe that's your secret. But what is the number one secret to sales? You know, I was talking to Daniel about this earlier. and Do you, you know, guys both do sales? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> is a sign, man. <laughs> All right. Um, Fair uh, enough. I was talking to Daniel earlier, and I was talking to... Uh, to some of our, our new account executives downstairs. And after the five teams that, that I've worked for, I think the biggest thing 
in in sales is just knowing what you're selling. Mm-hmm. You know, I've when I worked out for the Rocky Mountain Vibes, they put me on cold calls immediately. Yeah, I didn't know what I was selling at the time. I wasn't you know confident in in what I was doing, and then you know over time you you pick up stuff, you pick up phrases to say, yeah. um, and all all that good stuff. And since I've been with the Shuckers, you know, I've been putting into the instances where, you know, I'm selling season tickets to, to all these types of people, but I actually know what I'm selling. So it makes it a lot easier for me to, uh, to get that point across. Um, like you said, I do have a lot of confidence. Um, I, I try and portray it as, as much as possible, but I also try and portray that I'm a super personal, personable person. You know, I try and treat everybody um, as if they were treating my mom. You know, I try and make sure, you know, my game day staff in the box office knows that we're, you know, the first points of contact once they come into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And, he, and that, that's how I got my, you know, um, my foot in the door by doing game day, um, game day box office. And I realized that, you know, wow, we are the first people that they meet. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we put the first impression on them. You know, if, if they want to come back, it's for for the most part, it's it's on us. Right. I mean, you know, other stuff happen happens uh, throughout the games, but I think being a personal person, you know, showing your confidence, um, showing just how you are to people, really, really makes you have a connection with them. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, and that that extends, you know, for those of you know our listeners that you know, they get out of baseball that, that works in baseball and outside. And honestly, I, I really do believe everything you just said. Cause I, I work in insurance, uh, now. So, um, I apply all of that to, to insurance as well. And, um, you know, being yourself, selling yourself first, knowing what you're selling, being genuine with people. Um, that's, that's where it's at. So I, I, uh, agree with you wholeheartedly there. Um, Absolutely. So, Johnny, as a ticket sales rep goes, is there a big difference between working with different parent clubs? Do they have different philosophies on sales? Or I I know that I'm not the only person that's that's worked with different parent clubs. Yeah, and I'm sure they probably have a a, a different take on it than I do. But I would say no. Um, you know, I've worked for the Brewers twice now, so the Biloxi Shuckers mm-hmm. are, are double A affiliate. And um, before some of the teams got axed a couple years ago, Rocky Mountain Vibes were their were their rookie ball. So yeah. I've worked for the Brewers twice, um, and then I've worked, like I said, with two spring training teams down in Florida. With uh, with the two teams down in Florida, um, you know, it's spring training. You know, you you're getting people no matter if you're selling or not. You mm-hmm. know, they're they're packing those stadiums. You're getting people right. from all over the country just wanting to come to Florida for spring training. Um, for here and the uh, the Rocky Mountain vibes, you have different you have different goals. Um, you have sure. different expectations. Um, I know that the the vibes are huge on military. I mean, the Air Force Academy's right in Colorado Springs. So okay. we're, when I was there, you know, we're we're touching all all bases of. Uh, of the military there and we're, you know, stressing, you know, military Wednesdays, um, and all that type of stuff. You know, those, those were our biggest, uh, days. Okay. Um, when, when I was there, you know, being here in, um, in Biloxi, you know, we're trying to get all the tourists that come here, you know, yeah. we're, we're a huge tourist town, you know, we have all the, all the casinos, all that type of stuff. So, you know, we're, we're touching on different, um, different bases, um, it's just different, um, is what I would say. Um, but with the parent clubs, I, I'd say no. Um, that might okay. change over my career. Yeah, um, you know, moving forward. But uh, as of right now, I'd say probably not. Um, it's just just grinding wherever you go. I mean, you know, you know all about that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so the rest of these questions are for both of you. So feel free to chime in. Um, this is the Pulling Tart Podcast. Uh, so, do you have any crazy, wild tarp stories? We both share a really good one that okay. actually just happened two weeks ago. And by really good, I don't know if it's 
so great. But I'll let Johnny just jump in. He's probably better at telling. All right. Um, you are going to be in for a story. Okay. Um, Let's go. So a couple, couple, or I guess it was just last week now, um, or two weeks, two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Two weeks ago, um, we had Mississippi State and Texas Tech play play uh, two games down here. So okay. Mississippi State, you know, uh, defending national champions. Yep. Texas Tech, you know, really good top 25 team um after the first game um you know we're expecting heavy rain um throughout the night luckily we got both games in you know we we pulled that tarp just like uh just like you've done in the past yep um our stadium ops um our stadium ops girl her name is diana um she uh unluckily pulled the tarp too hard or we ran we ran when we were supposed to walk oh uh and uh unfortunately but she did let us uh have permission to say this she tore everything in her knee no. i'm talking about everything and wrecked it all she oh, tore no. acl uh tore mcl uh partly tore the pcl dislocated knee uh everything besides the meniscus was absolutely just Yikes! So it it was the funniest. I'm not gonna say the funniest (laughs) thing. It was very uh, laughable that you messaged me, literally maybe like a day or two later about (laughs) joining or hopping on the pod, and uh, I was like, "Well, uh, I have this story for you." Yep. Um, Daniel, you you can go a little more in depth about about it, but. uh, Oh, yeah, right. how about we, that one? In seven days, we pulled the tarp 11 times. Man. Uh, so, I mean, and at the end of the game one, which is what, the third time in two days we pulled the oh, tarp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's 11 o'clock at night. Yes. We're all out there, and it typically happens after a game. We all finished our work, get called for the tarp. Oh, man. And we all just take off. And right about what the pitcher's mound? Yeah, right, right she before just, the mound. Just right went the mound. down. I'm right next to her. Watch it dislocate, and she we get we get stops so she doesn't get drug under. Right. Okay. She thought but, she was going to. But she literally is on her back, and I swear I watch her knee relocate whenever she rolled over, and it still might be one of the most cringeworthy things no. I've ever watched in my life live. Like, wow. just in and out, laying down. Uh, she curses quite a few times yeah. and immediately sees the GM and is like, I'm so sorry, Hunter. He's like, I get it. <laughs> Man. Just absolute F-bombs all over the place, oh. which, you know, you should. Yeah, um, absolutely. But They're warranted uh, in that situation. Man. I, I'll tell you what, I don't blame her one bit. It looked awful. That yeah, sounds so, awful. Grabbing a wheelchair as quick as we could from you know EMT stand and and got her off the field, but off to the hospital real quick. Yeah. You know, got uh, you know Daniel Daniel carried her out in the in the wheelchair. So Man. so shout out to Daniel um, uh, about that one. But yeah, it was. I mean, they, she got the diagnosis back that she that said if if you were a sports player, um, it'd be you over. It, yeah, it'd be career ending. Yeah. Type, type of thing. You know, you, wow. you tear your ACL, that's one thing, but you tear everything in your in your knee. That I mean, Oof. that's holy cow. That sounds absolutely painful. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's it's painful to talk about, honestly. Um Dan, Daniel watched it, so like you said, he, he saw it re uh relocate. Um, yeah, that was cool. Man, gosh. How about that? Yeah, how about that story? That, yeah. yeah, there, there you go. You wanted, you wanted a story. I, <laughs> we got, we got one. For I you. got a story. That's a fresh one. Yep, that's a that is a fresh one for sure. Man, sure man, that that's probably that might be. I'm not gonna say the best story, but at least the most, um, the most electrifying. I don't know. Most, man, yeah, that, the most action-packed story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So the other one we had, again, we have a fairly new front office. So the other night, we were cleaning up after a high school game, and it was three people in the front office. Uh, we were the only ones staged through the high school games, and we let uh, West Harrison High School help us full tarp. And I'll tell you what. Note to anybody on the podcast that likes fully tarp or hates fully tarp, whatever you do, don't let a whole bunch of high school students fresh off the wind help you pull tarp. <laughs> Worst idea you will ever have. Uh, we ended up having the, the visiting team while West Harrison was helping us pull tarp try to run out to meet us to help continue to pull tarp. Yeah. So we have people running two different directions with 200-pound tarp being towed behind, like, yeah. It wasn't great. No. Uh, no one got hurt in that one, but I'm, I'm telling you, it was it was chaotic for sure. And then we never even got the tarp one properly, so it blew off the next day. Uh, but wow. you know, we didn't have any more games, really, so it didn't really cost us anything. It just was okay. like, come on, guys. Man. Um, wow. Was so? Do you, either of you oversee game day staff members? <laughs> yep, yep, we both. Do. Okay, you both do. Um, what's the worst excuse? Excuse me. What's the worst excuse a game day staff member has ever used to call out of work? And I, I know you, you you want to talk about yeah. a certain one, um, or, or just a, a silly one. I mean. I've heard a couple really interesting ones. Um, mainly, like you always get the you know my car didn't start or whatever, and those are those are cool. You totally understand those. Yeah. Uh, but like, I had one that rained, thought it was going to rain out, and just decided he wasn't going to come rather than uh, you know potentially getting there and having it you know rain out and him go home. Yeah. Uh, I was working a game at the curve, and the PA announcer left because the rain delay took too long. He just decided to get home. He was less than a mile away. Yeah. Uh, just decided he didn't want to come back the you know the last inning and a half. So we we just threw whoever in the production room really wanted to jump in. That was a good time. Shout out to Rich DeLeo. He won't be listening to probably my little bus while here. Okay. For for me, I don't have uh, many. Uh, you get call outs. I I mean I get I get I have college kids that you know work for me, and then I have you know old not old but retired um, military people. So I don't have anything crazy. Okay. Um, like like Daniel, but I, I heard I, I heard a story earlier. Um, our assistant GM was uh, he. Uh, he was our stadium ops person at, at one point in his career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he had someone that, you know, had to go to the bathroom way too much throughout the day. Yeah. And, uh, obviously you can't question that. So, uh, we're not going to get into de- details or anything like that, but, uh, he, he spoke about that one. Hopefully, um, hopefully I don't get those stories this year, of yeah. the upcoming season, but if they do, I will relay them to you. Okay. And tell you if there's anything crazy that goes on. All right. We'll have you hop on again. Okay. <laughs> the where are we now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what is the most other duties as a sign moment in your minor league baseball career? We all know the other duties as a sign. Like, it's always in the job descriptions and... I personally know what that means. What is the most other duties as a sign for you guys? Oh my, um, working just as a game, you know, game day staffer, uh, the mascot ran up, took the camera out of my hand and made me perform on the dugout once. Um, not to name a name from a baseball player to the birth of his daughter one time. Oh. <laughs> that was definitely out there. I wore a, 
rubber duck inflatable around for a whole entire game because we were we had probably a two hour rain delay and so I just wore this rubber duck that was <laughs> great time uh, just whatever really made the band happy um, do a lot of weird entertainment stuff because you know if, if I'm finding it fun typically other people will yeah uh, but you know just weird interactions that make make the day memorable yeah uh, I mean, currently I'm, I'm running promotions and production and a little bit of everything. So, like, I'm seeing a whole bunch of different different aspects of putting together the entertainment that, like, a lot of people, including myself, wouldn't even think about. So right, right. So far. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, uh, <laughs> the, the one that comes to my mind is we uh, we have derby racers um, that, that go on in, in the seventh eighth inning of our game obviously you know sometimes we're not uh we're not staffed so i'm over here trying to run as fast as i can (laughs) and some of the derby racers you know sometimes you fall down uh luckily people don't know it's you yeah um but i think that's what i've had to do so far i do know that um a previous employee of ours uh so we the the shuckers a couple years ago had the all-star game um and one of our previous employer uh, employees, um, his name is Lee Markwood, so I'll give a shout out to him. He uh, he had to drive to Montgomery, um, which is you know two and a half to three and a half hours away, just to pick up some of the players that were playing there after the game. Mm. Had to drive them back down to Biloxi for the All Star Game the next. Um, Maybe maybe even that that night or yeah. or the next day. So that's um that's the biggest thing that probably comes to my head. Okay. Um, you know, traveling three hours to go get some players to yeah. uh, to participate in an all star game. Hmm. Um, but those those other other duties as a sign they they sure get you, man. Yeah. You don't think about them until they pop up, yep. and you're like, well, this wasn't on the job description. They always pop up. It's they sure do. It's crazy. Um, so what is the strangest thing that's come up that you have had to assist with during a game? Do you have any off the top of your head? I don't have any off the top of my head. I, I, I'm sure there has been some that are weird, but like on this spot, I just can't come up with anything that, okay. um, I mean, I've helped, uh, people get hit with foul balls and some, some things that are random, but not, yeah. Nothing super strange at a baseball stadium. It's like, oh, that's that's out of the ordinary. Okay. I I I heard from a little birdie that that we we had a issue, um, or she had an issue. Our, our stadium ops um, lady that 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 tore her her everything. Um, oh. Back back in the day, she uh, she worked at a high school event. Um, some kid. It was like a full 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 day event. Um, high school tournament. Some kid got trapped in a bathroom the whole entire day, couldn't get out. Like, there was no way out because the doors just stayed locked. So he's in there. He's screaming. She has no idea what to do. The boss has no idea what to do. Eventually, they have to take down the door with a sledgehammer. Okay. Absolutely crazy. Wow. One of the craziest stories she's ever told me. Um, <laughs> I need to ask her about that. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's one heck of a story. I tell you what. Um, but she told she told she's told me about that a couple times. Um, sadly for the kid, it was it was a rough day. It was a lose lose. He got locked in the bathroom, and his team got eliminated. <laughs> can't, can't do anything yeah. about that. Can't Man. do anything about that. That's definitely the uh, the strangest thing that that I think's um, happened. Oh, gosh. Um, hopefully, hopefully, like I said earlier, hopefully none of these strange things pop up for me and Daniel this year. But I'm sure yeah. they will. Hopefully. Everybody knows they will. You just gotta adapt to them. Yeah. Hopefully not though. But oh, yeah. That's that's one heck of a story. Um. So, all right. What's the best? And worst promotion that you both have been a part of. Uh, Sometimes they hit or miss. Worst? Anything that involves glass shatter sound effects. Ooh. Uh, just, they're so repetitive. Like, you get tired of hearing them, you know, day in and day out. Uh, 
they're fairly boring. Every stadium does their own version of that, like yep. foul ball sound effects. So it's very common. Um, best the curve actually instead of uh, doing a glass shutter sound effect, they put a window out in center field, and it was ever shattered during a game with a baseball, they would put whole windows, like a rehouse all the windows in a home of one of the fans of the game. Okay. And tickets, ticket number pulled at random would get $60,000 new windows. Wow. That's a good uh, promotion. Yeah, it's a great promotion. Wow. Never happened, I think, in three years they ran that and never once was it broken, but okay. like, it still was a really cool outside of the box thing. Um, yeah. I know one of the one of the other ones I heard, and I don't remember even who told me about this one. Um, but they do whenever their dogs uh, are in park, the bark in the park days. Mm-hmm. They have a window and they put peanut butter on it, and they call it a peanut butter relay for the animals. First dog to lick their window clean wins a prize. <laughs> and that one's pretty sweet too. I like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just. Things other than playing a glass shatter sound effect that you know are, are fun and entertaining that people get to watch and have a great time with. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. For me, my worst one was uh was last year dressing up as our mascot and uh, dancing for pizza. Um. I think that's. I, I mean, I, I, hey, I'm willing to put on the mascot costume. I mean, now you're asking me to dance. You know, that's oh, that's yeah. that's two no's for me. Right. Um. <laughs> but uh. I think that's my worst one that I've had to do. Um, the best one is uh, Brett Phillips, um, Major League Baseball player. Um, he played here for, for the Shuckers a couple years ago. Um, he, country guy, you know, goof, goofy guy. Um, one day he saw he saw a possum in center field. Um, obviously, he had to go chase it. So, um <laughs> that week you do. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I had to go chase it. Um, we made we we made a bobblehead um, because of it, and we also did okay. a promo um, because of it. Um, so someone would dress up in a possum costume. And we have all That's where that came all from. yes, all the kids nice. would run to try and chase the possum, just like Brett Phillips did <laughs> a couple years ago. Um, so I've been okay. wondering about that. There you go. I knew there was a story to it. There you go. Man, okay. Okay. That's, that's the story. That's so, good. Yeah, he's he's definitely a legend down here in Biloxi. Yeah. Just being yeah, yeah he he has a reputation of being a great guy. Um, so you know we're all thankful for that. But that that story is definitely the the funniest promo that that you can make out of out of that situation. Oh, for sure. Um, Daniel, I was definitely um you know part of the group i hated the glass shattering thing but um it was sponsored so i had to do it um it was so i was the pa announcer for the snappers for three seasons and it was sponsored every I, i think that company had sponsored that you know ever since the team started and um yeah, I still have like dreams, like where I wake up saying that's another Drevdal auto body foul ball, like in my sleep. I'm pretty sure. So, hey, yep. Uh, yeah. Man. Okay, uh, so, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All those scripts way too well. Oh yeah. I know. I mean, I worked almost 300 games with the curve, so like. I know all of their scripts. Yeah. And it's, it's hilarious what ones every now and again I just like stick out in my head and like, let's never do that again. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yep. Okay. Um, so fans are great, right? But there, there, there are some, some weird interactions, um, that, that come with fans. Um, so I got to ask you guys both, what is the weirdest interaction that you've had with a fan? you have a crazy crazy one i i don't have so i don't have one yet you know like like i talked about earlier you know we we get a a bunch of people that come for the casinos and and stuff like that you know we Mm -hmm. get all the drunk fans that that you can imagine you know absolute um absolute 
bonker bonker fans. Good. And a lot, of, a lot of teams do that, but I don't have a specific story. You know, we've had homeless people that you know stay stay in our outfield um, behind behind the gates and all that type of stuff. Um, those are probably the the weirdest slash sketchiest um, interactions that I've had to deal with so far being here. But I don't have anything that's like, wow, like I need to tell you about this story. Okay. I, the only one that comes to mind is we had a high school game. There was a guy came that had no affiliation with either high school, just literally came to boo high school students. Oh. <laughs> He's sitting there with a shark fanny pack, probably at least four or five beers in. The guy is doing his own thing to his own drum, and we had to go and tell him to please quiet down because he's literally just heckling high school students. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad whenever both high schools are like, you have to go shut this guy up. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if it's just one, it's like, oh, okay, he's just an obnoxious fan. But if it's both schools, you have an issue. Right. Man. Yeah. Where can the listeners find you both on social media? I mean, so anywhere at Lucky Shuckers for sure. Um, yes. TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, the whole works. Uh, I'll be trying to keep them entertained all season long. Um, I myself. Uh, probably Instagram is where I post most at Daniel Clapper. Um, but other than that, I'm not really the best profile to follow. I like <laughs> hardly ever post. If I do, it's like you know a sunset or whatever. So it's, it's pretty basic. For for me, I would say Instagram is probably my my go to. Um, it's where I go travel for baseball games, all my sporting events that I go to, all the jerseys that we talked about. Yep. Um, it would be under uh, Trib Trib T R I B T R I B um, thirty. Um, that's that's the that's the Instagram. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter for for following um, basketball content and just me being a goofball, it is lol underscore at at your tweet. Um, I did make that in high school. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I think I made it in middle school. Um, never changed it. Uh, probably should change it. Um, but I still, I still rock with it. So okay. uh, those are my two. I'm not on the TikTok. I'm not, I'm not one of those people yet. Okay. Um, but those, those are my two, my two places to, to reach me at. The, the Instagram is a good follow though, you know. So. Yeah, so, worth yeah, it's, it's yeah. Self, uh, self, self plug. Yeah, self plug. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. Um. So, as someone that still, um, you know, does social media work for you know, does social media posting for their work, and you know, I did that all throughout my minor league baseball career. I gotta ask you, Daniel. I've I haven't been on the TikTok train. Um, my my wife sends them to me all the time. And actually, two weeks, so two weeks before I left um, the Delmarva Shorebirds, our GM asked me to make us a TikTok account. And I think we did like three videos, and that was it. And that was really before it took off. Um, so I got, what's it like running a professional TikTok account? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give you a great answer, being I haven't, really done any of the posting so i have um we have been working with a media consultant and she's absolutely great former former chuckers employee okay and then my uh trainee slash intern anna uh absolutely loves the, the space so they have been working on coming up and curating some content hoping to actually start posting uh in correspondence with opening night okay one minute um as for running social media all over the place, it's overwhelming. Yeah. The amount of messages and, and things you get anymore is, is crazy to me. Um, so... You know, it can be simple enough is just look at our bio. Right. Um, I usually ask this question. I don't know why I didn't, but if you don't have anything right off the spot, I understand. What's the weirdest social media message that you've gotten while running a Teams account? I mean, hi, nothing comes to mind super close. I, again, I'd go back to that, like, we could literally make a post and, like, three seconds later be like, what, what do you mean? 
Yeah. Like, did you read it? Okay. <laughs> right. Um, the MLB lockout questions were really entertaining for us, too. Okay. Like, are you playing still? Yeah, we're not affiliate. Like, we're affiliates, but we're not we're uh, major by them, you know, in their player league lockouts. So, yeah. Uh, that was always fun to answer back to as well. All right. So, I end each episode with the same question. So, I think I'm just going to, like, mash the two together, maybe. Um, but I'll, I'll end the podcast on, on this note. And there is a Spotify playlist. Uh, it's called Pulling Tarp Podcast Walk-Up Playlist. Um, during your minor league baseball career, what has been your favorite walk-up song and whose was it? I have two. Okay. So Brian Reynolds, his first week at the curve, didn't have a walk-up song the whole entire week because he just didn't get the, the one, like, the player bio sheet filled out. So I picked Empire in the Sun by, uh, it's Empire in the Sun's the band walking on a dream for him. Okay. He used it for nearly two seasons and used it for his debut at Pittsburgh. Oh, so that was a big, like kudos to myself. Nice. Really enjoyed that pat on the back. I got to give myself, uh, but no, my favorite one is all rise by Giannis. Oh uh, yeah. And, uh, he's now in the Pittsburgh Hall of Shame, but Will Craig, you know, the, the terrible play, uh, that was his walk-up song. It's probably my favorite uh, as far as that goes. It's just a good walk-up song. Yeah, okay. For me, uh, I had to do some digging. Um, since I'm not really, you know, listening to the game because I'm in the box office and stuff, right. the only time I'm able to hear walk-ups is towards the end of the game. Um, so last year, uh, our closer was Jake Cousins. Um, he was dominant for us. Um, so I'd say his walk-up song, which, uh, which was, uh, The Show Goes On by, uh, Lupe, uh, Fiasco. Um, but he, I mean, he started the year with us, um, ended the year with Milwaukee. Um, I think it was at one point he had, you know, 10 plus outings of no runs, just absolute great, um, great closer. Um, you know, just absolute. You, when you knew, when he was coming in, you knew, yeah, I mean, the game was over. And he was probably one of our, our only bright spots that we had last year for the Shuckers. Um, but when, when we had the lead and he came in, um, dur- during the short time that he was here with us, um, that's, that's what I would go with. Okay. Just because I knew that you know we we could count on him, nothing was going to happen. We didn't have to go into extra innings. We didn't. No one wants that in minor league no. baseball. No. Um, I mean, you know all that. That yep. we know all that. That we we want to get out as as soon as possible. Yeah. So I, uh, that's what I would I would say uh, is is my my favorite walk up or or pitching song. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, nobody wants to go into extra innings. So I think yeah. this was the year before they put the the runner on second rule in place in the minors um so i worked a 21 inning game that went that went uh parts of two days um so we ended up pulling the tarp at the game was still going on we pulled we pulled the tarp at 145 in the morning the the game was the game was still going on and then so then we had to come back at 7 a.m to take the tarp off so the grass didn't burn and we finished the rest of the game and it literally took two pitches um yep yep, so our so our guy tied it up he hit a he hit an rbi double in the bottom of the ninth to to tie it up and then our pitcher gave up a solo bomb two pitches in the very next day when they when they you know started playing again no man talk about which which team was this with this is with delmarva oh man (laughs) two day long oh my gosh yeah you can't can't imagine that type of stuff yeah the the two way the two a.m turn pools yeah, I, I, say, I saw one in the morning, uh, not tarpole, but like double header ended at one in the morning. And I was like, "This is not it." 
Like, yeah. This is the one we got a baseball one. The only yeah. cool thing about it was that after 7 a.m., we went and got breakfast, and um, we're sitting there at IHOP, and we're look. There were all these articles. Like we made national news. So like that yeah. was that was cool. Yeah. Like we yeah, made yeah. yeah. So so that was pretty cool. Um. But yeah. Um. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your evening to come on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I really appreciate it. I know your time is as good as gold right now, as you're like less than a month away from opening night. So really appreciate you guys taking your time. Absolutely. I had a blast. You know, anytime I can talk about sports, you know, previous experiences, learning about what other people do, learning about their experiences. I I mean, I always take that, take that with me. Um, It's, it's a good thing for, for me to take, um, you know, moving forward. And I'm sure Daniel can, can agree to that. So I'm always trying to learn, um, always trying to make new connections. Like I said, you know, Sports are, are all about traveling and, and figuring out the right people to get you to the next step. So I'm, I'm always willing to, to do any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Let's stay in touch. And uh, best of luck this season. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's my time. I thought they would have told you all. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.